Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. I'm excited to bring you today's featured guest, Liesl Rigsby. Liesl, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. Oh, great to have you. And if anybody's not familiar with Liesl's work, let me just give you a little background. She holds a master's in education and a BA in psychology from the University of California, Santa Barbara. And after seven years of tenure as a college professor, she realized her true gift was in the healing arts. She also holds certifications in multiple healing modalities, including Reiki and Pranic healing. And since 2001, she's been guiding women on their spiritual and healing journeys and helping them find their greatest joy. Liesl, take a minute, fill in any blanks there may be in the intro, and, and give us a little glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Mm. Well, first of all, I think the most important thing to talk about as a relationship coach is my own relationship, <laughs> because people right. often wonder, like, are you, you know, are you successful in this area that you're helping people <laughs> with? <laughs> and um, I just celebrated, my husband and I just celebrated our 13th wedding anniversary, nice. and I um really honestly can truly say that I am more in love with him now. We're more attracted to each other now than we ever have been. In fact, we were just talking about that the other day. So I think that that's a really important piece to bring in is that oftentimes people will say, well, after a certain amount of time, doesn't the spark go away from relationship or is it, you know, are you still really in love as much as you were in the beginning? And I think that it's really, really possible and um, important even more so to to make that time and that effort to give the relationship what it needs so that you can grow together and continue that love and continue that connection and continue to deepen in that partnership. So I think that's a really important part. And then in my work, you know, it, it really came to be from my own dysfunction in relationship. I had, did not have an easy time of it up until my early thirties. And, um, it wasn't until I took the time to stop seeing anyone, go do my own inner work and really connect with what my wounds were and what, what I was, what it was that I kept creating within myself to create these toxic and challenging relationships. And once I did that inner work and that healing within myself, then of course the external reality reflected that back to me and I was able to attract my husband, my partner, Craig. So I think that that's a really important piece is for people to understand that it's not just been an easy road and I have had my own share of really <laughs> messed up relationships and experiences. So, um, and I can tell you a little bit more about that as we get, get further along in our, in our conversation. Excellent. Yeah. 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 And that's, that makes you a perfect candidate for the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, because that's exactly one of the things that, that I, I was looking for when I started this show was, you're right, so many people go, oh, you do this work, your life must have been so easy, it just came to you, you never had problems in relationships, and, and typically that's false. <laughs> Most people doing this work have been through the fire themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of why I wanted to, to, you know, start this so there could be that that window on kind of behind the curtain, what happens with these people that are out there now, they're relationship experts, but that doesn't mean they started that way. Yes. And by the way, congratulations on 13 years. Thank you. You're very welcome. So what I'd love to ask you, Liesl, is I found it's, it's helpful to have like a, a guiding principle or a quote or a mantra or something that's kind of a touchstone you can come back to when you, well, you kind of get off track. And I'm wondering, what do you use for that? And, and how have you found it helped you? Well, I think for for me and my husband and our relationship, the thing that, that we come back to over and over again is when, when either one of us feels triggered or vulnerable in some way or, you know, off in some way with the other one, we ask ourselves that question or we ask each other that question, what is it you're feeling vulnerable about? What's the vulnerability that's coming up? Because when you, when you unpack it, whenever you're feeling annoyed with your spouse or your partner, or you're feeling like your needs aren't being met or something is really upsetting you, it's almost always because a vulnerability within you is being triggered. So that's something that we both really like to, to fall back on as our foundation is, okay, so what's the real vulnerability? Well, the real vulnerability is that I'm, you know, I'm feeling unseen and this is triggering that place in me that, you know, that original wound in me where I wasn't seen as a child and I'm really needing this from you. And so we can have that conversation about our own vulnerabilities and what's going on instead of just saying, you're not doing ABCD or you're pissing me off with this and this and that is to come back to, okay, what's the vulnerability underneath? that piece. And, and, um, I think that that's a really, uh, foundational piece for us. That's really helpful in keeping us from getting into a, you know, tit for tat or keeping score or, you know, being, um, kind of cranky with one another. Yeah. That's, that's a great question to ask mm-hmm. because there's obviously something behind it. And we yeah. like to just throw, throw the surface stuff out there. And it's like, I don't think this is all coming from the fact I left a cup on the counter. <laughs> yeah there's something else here no it's because of that cup you're like no i i, I, I don't see yeah. how you would have that kind of response yeah and yeah. Uh, by the way that's an example that happened in my life uh, <laughs> yeah for us it's the wet towel in the bed right it's the- <laughs> ah yeah and you're like okay this can't possibly match up there's something else here right um, and right. the thing is you know that's a question we really have to ask ourselves because it's not a question we're very receptive to from somebody else Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got to take ownership and go, ah, I need to check in. Mm-hmm. Oh, looky there. Yeah, this is about that. And like you said, and being able to, to be, again, vulnerable enough to share yeah. that with your partner. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we're at the place now we, because we've been in agreement, uh, you know, we have an agreement to have this conversation we're at the place now where we can really kind of stop and something's going on. And like, if I'm being super, you know, irritated or, or snappy with my husband, he'll stop and, you know, grab me by the shoulders and say, what's really going on? Mm. You know, like what's happening instead of being reactionary. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it doesn't always happen. Of course we, you know, we slip into patterns and, and, you know, get cranky with each other, but it's also that's there as a, as a trusting 
place that we know if one stops the other and really says, okay, what's happening here? Then we, we know to go in and say, okay, what is it about me that's happening right now? What am I feeling? What am I, it's not about him. It's always, and really it's always a hundred percent about us when we're triggered. It's always a hundred percent about us. I mean, people, yes, can do stupid things, but really our reaction is about us and, and something within our own makeup or, or pattern. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Liesl, where I'd like to go next, one of the things our listeners tell us is they love the stories that our guests share. And Mm -hmm. what I'd like to ask you to do is take us to a time in your life when you, well, you kind of tripped up in a partnership. And tell us that story. You know, what were you doing? What did you trip up on? And and what did you learn from that experience that has helped you move forward? Mm. So many. Um, <laughs> I think really when I think about that question, it's more of a of a series of trip ups that happened over and over and over again. It was the same thing that I did in every relationship where I would I would start to date someone and then I would look at what they were into or what they were about, what they, what I thought they would like. And then I would slowly or, or sometimes quickly start to morph into who I thought he wanted me to be. Mm. And that started early on, you know, even in high school, you know, my, um, my first boyfriend was a baseball player. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm the baseball statistician and I'm super into sports, even though I wasn't, you know, I'd never had any interest in sports before that. <laughs> and then the next boyfriend was a surfer. So now I'm a surfer girl and I'm, you know, like growing my hair long and going to the beach and hanging out. And, and then, you know, the next boyfriend was a grunge rocker. So now I'm totally change of gears, right? Like dye my hair burgundy, get a tattoo, Doc Martens. I'm in the mosh pit. And the next one's a sailor, clean it up, blonde again. And so, all of that time, I never knew who I was, even the music that I liked or, um, you know, my clothes, what I was into. It was always really dependent upon the relationship that I was in. And I thought that I needed to be what that partner wanted me to be. And I didn't really know who I was in that whole process. And so, of course, those relationships didn't work because I didn't know myself. And it wasn't until I had a really challenging bottom out relationship where we actually, we broke up, we went to see the vagina monologues and <laughs> had a huge fight. I took him to see the vagina monologues on Valentine's day. He was one of three men in the audience Wow. and, um, very misogynistic man as well. And that's mm. a, you know, a whole nother story, but we had a huge fight right after that. And I, I looked at my life and thought, what am I doing? How am I with this person? How am I in this relationship? And I, I swore off men and I decided to just figure out what I had been doing and who I was and what I wanted and why I was, you know, continued to be in these dysfunctional relationships. And once I, I really got to that place of, I'm absolutely done. I'm done. I'm done with this. And I was just so fed up. And I went on a really deep inward spiritual journey and I took intuitive classes and I sought out coaches and healers and I got my hands on everything I could read and I really dove all the way into self-exploration and it was then that I, you know, discovered my own intuition and my own healing abilities and my own guidance and calling. And, um, and then of course that process allowed me to be open to having an amazing partner come into my life in my husband, Craig. So very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate you sharing the fact that, you know, giving those examples of what a chameleon you were. 
I was good. Yeah. 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 And we do, right? We're like, oh, okay, I'll be like they want. Oh, I'll be like they want. I'll be like they want. And what I loved about what you said is it wasn't that you were losing yourself. You never knew who you were. Mm -mm, I didn't. You never really figured that out for yourself, which a lot of folks haven't. Yeah. Because they just started that process of matching whatever their partner was. And like, which one of those is me? How can I be all those things? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I really uh, resonate with what you're saying about, you know, you start doing intuitive work and so on, which is similar to my path. It started about 20 years ago down that path. And it's it's really amazing when you start really owning your space and your energy and who you are and going, oh, I didn't even know that about myself. <laughs> yeah. And it's a totally different experience, not just in relationship, but just every day with yourself. At least that was my experience. Yes. Yes. It's been, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. And I think it's, you know, as you know, I'm sure it's an unfolding journey. It's a continual yeah. adventure. You know, sometimes clients will ask me like, well, when am I going to be there? And it's like, we're, we're always exploring. There's always more yes. to uncover and learn about ourselves. And I think that's exciting. And it's like a, it's like the biggest adventure you could be on is this adventure of, of spiritual growth and self-inquiry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then, because this is just a, some people consider this a slight nuance, but I think it's a pretty important distinction. And, and what I want to know is if you would share a story with us of a time you had, I call it a duh moment. It's one of those <laughs> times where you're just like, wow, how did, how did I miss this? How have I been not paying attention to this? And just share with us what happened and then how are you able to take that wake up moment and make it into a building block for your future partnerships? Well, this one actually, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Um, I I'd had this story around body image and weight fluctuation. And I had this, I had this very clear story that I was sure I had proven time and time again <laughs> that when I had put on some weight, my husband was less attracted to me. And when I lost weight, he was more attracted to me. And I was sure that this was true. And so I was really careful about my diet and I exercising and, you know, making sure I stayed fit. And then one time in a, in a uh, emotional vulnerable state, it came up and I said that to him, well, when I'm heavier, you know, you're not as into me, you're not as attracted to me. And when I'm thinner, you are. And he looked at me like I had two heads. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he said, when you're heavier, what, what do you mean when you're heavier? And I said, well, you know, I gain weight and lose weight. And he's like, you do? <laughs> had no awareness of this, you know, 10 pound, 12 pound range that I was so obsessed about. Mm -hmm. He honestly was like, I don't see your body changing. I don't know what you're talking about. And so there was this part of me that was like, wanted to be furious because all that time, like, what, what do you mean? Like, you know, the private Pilates classes and all that work and you're not noticing. <laughs> <laughs> but there was also this, this moment of like shock. And he said to me, well, maybe he said, I'm always more attracted to you when you feel radiant and confident. And I'm less attracted to you when you're insecure and needy. He said, so maybe that's what's going on. And we had this conversation and came to this realization that that was really the whole thing all along was not my weight, but my perception of myself and how I was carrying myself and how I felt about myself that impacted his, his attraction to me. And that was a massive shift for me because I'd had you know, issues around body image for many, many years. And 
I had a really huge healing in that moment. And it still makes me a little bit emotional as I think about it. And it was one of those things, you know, a little deeper, I guess, than a duh moment, but it was sort of a duh. Like I teach this, you know, <laughs> I teach this that you, when you're feeling confident and radiant, that's when you're going to be more attractive to a partner. And it's one of my, the biggest tenets of my soulmate school program is this idea of radiance and standing in your value and standing in your light. And yet here I was in that same pattern and not recognizing that that was what was going on. And, um, it's made a huge shift in my, in my softening and my relaxing around my own body and my, how I look and how I feel about how I look. And he has said to me, you know, in the, in the years since, you know, I'm so much more attracted to you now that you aren't in the story of it because you're simply valuing yourself and authentically you. And that's the sexiest thing about you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and Craig has just become my new hero. Um, because it's so true. And, you know, what he said to you, obviously, it's like, oh, well, there, there's a correlation. Because, yeah, when, I, when I'm watching the weight and I think I'm heavier, I do lose some of my self-confidence. Mm -hmm. But I was looking for the external reason yeah. that you like me, not the internal reason. And it was so fasting. I, I'm, I had a guest on the show. I, I'm trying to remember who it was that said this, but their comment was the, the real fantasy regarding, you know, partnership and relationships is that there's something outside of us that will actually make us happy. Yeah. That it's somebody else or some other thing. And the mm -hmm. reality is it's like, oh, yes, you're less confident when you're heavier. So that is what it is. But you just thought it was mm. the weight. Yeah. And part of it, I think we do that because well, that's easier. I could lose the weight rather than lose the baggage. <laughs> Although I don't know if it's easier because the the weight is usually tied to the baggage. Yeah, well, that's, what I'm that's the story, yeah. right? Right, right. Yeah, and it is the idea that, and where I get really excited with this is, is when I talk to women and they're in that story of like, oh, there's no good men out there. Or I'm too heavy or I'm too old or I'm too, you know, whatever it is to have a partnership. To me, I, it's really exciting because when you change your internal reality, as you know, Ken, when you change how you how you feel about yourself, what you believe about yourself, how you're carrying yourself in the world, you change everything that's happening in the external. Yeah. And so to me, that's so much, it's so exciting because it's so much easier to change yourself than it is to change anyone else. You can't change the culture, you can't change the, the people, you can't, you know, you can maybe change what you look like, but you can't change the external out there. You can only change it within yourself and you have so much power to do that. So that to me is really, you know, it's exciting. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm so happy that we're, we're talking about this because it is, it's, I mean, obviously the, the easy things are the externals because then we can say they're not us, they're separate. One of my mm -hmm. earliest guests on the show, Roy Biancolana, had this great quote. He said, there are no aha moments when you're pointing the finger. <laughs> True. And I was like, holy cow, you're right. As long as you think yeah. it's outside of you, mm -hmm. you're not going to have that healing. You're not going to have that release. Yeah. So such, such an important aspect. Thank you for sharing that story. Absolutely. Yeah. So now I'd like to change gears a little bit. And... Mm -hmm. What I'd love to hear is, is, you know, a story of a time when I call it you, one of your proudest moments in partnership. And it might have been romantic mm -hmm. or family, but it could have been career. 
And what I usually look for is, you know, what's a moment that when you think of that partnership, you can't help but smile? Hmm. Hmm. To give that one a little bit of thought. Well, I think, I think in coming back to my proudest moment in partnership is honestly marrying my husband like that that decision that choice that uh, the opening to the vulnerability that I knew was going to be there when I first we first started dating there was such a it was like a holy moly this is big you know my heart was so on the line and and I stayed with that vulnerability and I stayed open to it and I stayed present to it and I was willing to to feel all of that and to feel the the risk in it because it it is a big risk to feel that kind of love and to let your heart be seen in that way and I think that that commitment of stepping into that level of vulnerability and that level of openness and to be in relationship with someone who wasn't going to let me hide or or um, be less than my fullest self and to, to really show up every day in this partnership with the intention that we both have of our relationship is about bringing us closer to one another, but also to our connection to spirit, to our, to our wholeness, to our growth, to our, um, to our purpose and what we're here to do. And so we see our relationship as that. So to me, I feel really proud of my willingness and my vulnerability in, in continuing to deepen in this relationship and choosing him and saying yes to him and in continuing to say yes to this intimacy. And sometimes it feels really scary and sometimes I want to shut down and I want to hide and I want to say, okay, that's enough. We're, we're good. Like, let's just stop here. And, and then there's another opening and there's another level and another layer. And I think that that's what's so exciting about relationship when two people are really committed to growth is it's, it's this vast wonderland of adventure and it's hard and it's scary and it hurts and it's beautiful and it's, it's inspiring and it's, you know, really eye opening and it brings you to whole, to levels of yourself that you, I think can't, access by yourself. You have to be in, in relationship to access that and not necessarily in a, in a, in a sexual monogamous relationship, but in intimate relationship. And that has lots of different forms, but that, that level of commitment to growth is um, something that I feel really proud of and really excited about. Yeah, that's, that's great. And, you know, I, I, I think it's so important that you brought up the fact that, you know, after 13 years, there are still times when it's scary. Yeah. There's still times when it's difficult. As much as you love and trust and, and feel safe with him, there's still those edges. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we kind of want there to be a finish line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like you said, it's a continual process of growth. Mm -hmm. And when you can partner with someone to support you in that, so the hard times aren't as hard and there's that support, that's huge. It, it just, you know, exponentially changes where you can go with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Lisa, we have arrived at a part of the show I call Bring It All Home. 
So hmm. this is where we step away from the stories. And I ask you to provide some some very simple guidance for our listeners so they can apply it directly to their partnerships right now. And, and mm-hmm. where I'd like to start is, what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received? Mm, I think, you know, a friend of mine gave me this advice. She's been married 15, 20 years longer than me, maybe even maybe 15 years longer. And she and her husband are still really in love. And they have four kids that are all almost grown now. And she said to me, the best gift that you can give your children is a happy marriage. Mm. And I think that that's really true. And so often when, when people have kids, the energy from the marriage goes toward the child and away from the, uh, from the partner, from the spouse. Mm. And and I think it's so important to keep that as the primary relationship, to keep that, your marriage, as as the priority. Because if the marriage loses the priority, then the family's going to fall apart. And that's the biggest suffering for the child. And so I think I really see this often once people have kids, their their marriage, like, oh, we don't need a date night. Or, we, you know, we bring the kid with us wherever we go. Or we don't, you know, what do we talk about besides our children? And then when that child is grown, you know, there's a loss of relationship there. Or the relationship just drifts apart and, and you know, ends in, in separation or divorce. And I think it's so important to to take that time to really commit to one another and to, to grow it, to nurture it. It has to be given time. It's not going to, you know, just because you fell in love in the beginning and you, and you're solid and you're good friends doesn't mean that your partnership will last without, without effort. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice. Well, let me ask you this then. What, what, is maybe a book or a resource of some kind that you would recommend to our listeners and why that particular one? Oh, well, I think there's two, um, there's two books that I really like. I, well, I like, I like Alison Armstrong's work and I think you've interviewed her. I really think that she does such a great job at explaining the differences between the, the male and the female mindset and the way we think and understanding each other. And I think that that's really helpful. Like the Queen's Code, her program was her book. I read the book, um, but I think now it's a program. She was so, it was so helpful for me in seeing the differences in the way that we would communicate with each other. And it's, it really made a difference in, in my relationship. And then I also really like The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great book for men um, and for women as well. I, when the first time I read it, I was like, oh, that, it gave me permission for the feminine. And I think it really helps the um, helps men to understand the feminine, understand women. And so I think those are two great resources in understanding men and women. Yeah, no, those are definitely two of the best ones I know of. (laughs) Yeah, really, really tremendous work. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Lisa, let's do this. Let's leave our listeners with an example of what I call the payoff of partnership. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, if you would share with us a specific example of something you were able to do or create or experience that really was the result of being in partnership that would not have happened on your own. 
Oh, well, for me, so when I was a little girl, I used to listen to love songs and I would dream that they were written for me. Like I would think, mm. oh, and I would put my name in the song and I would, you know, really just like have this fantasy of that. And then when I met my husband, Craig, on our third date, he wrote me a song. And <laughs> I, I have always loved to sing and I've always loved music, but I'd never thought of myself as a musician or, or a songwriter in any way. And through his musical love and his, his songwriting, he really nurtured and encouraged that in me. And, and now I write my own songs and I, I sing and perform with him. And that's something that I've always, you know, had a little dream in the back of my mind, but never thought I could do. And it was through his witnessing of me and his encouragement of me and his drawing out. <laughs> he drew the musician out of me. He drew the singer out of me and the songwriter out of me and really nurtured like little tiny tidbits of songs and would, you know, give them so much love and gentleness and, and tenderness. And, and then they would evolve into something more and more. And so I think for me, that's such a huge gift to, um, have had this childhood dream of someone singing for me to have that occur, but then also to not only have that, but to be singing for myself mm -hmm. and to, to write those songs for myself and for others and for my husband. And so that was a huge opening, um, in my own creative process and my own journey. Yeah. That's a great story. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing I love about that is what we were just talking about of, of how that partnership actually allowed you to become more of you. Yes. It wasn't you becoming less of you in partnership. You actually expanded because yes. of the support and the recognition and the, the validation that he was able to provide for you because of what he saw in you. Yes. Yeah. And I had to be in a place in myself yes. where I could, I could receive that and see, you know, and, and know myself enough. And I think that that's something that's so important. And I, you know, talk about that with my clients a lot is this place of, of self-exploration and knowing yourself before you attract your partner, before you call that person in, because who you call in after you know yourself is going to be very different than who you call in when you're unconscious or, or not quite awake to who you fully are yet. Yeah, absolutely true. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's pretty clear to our listeners. I know it's clear to me that you have a lot of amazing information you can share with folks. So would you mm -hmm. let our listeners know how do they contact you? How do they learn more about what you do? Yeah. So two different places. If you're single and you are wanting to be in partnership, then clear your blocks to love is a great place to start. And that's a free gift that I offer there. And if you are looking to deepen your own connection to your heart, to your relationships or to your own intuition, then lieselrigsby.com forward slash heart is another, um, is another free gift. And that's called your intuitive heart and gives you some meditation and practices for listening to your heart's guidance. So those are two resources that are um, available there. Outstanding. And for those of you listening who are like, oh, I don't have a pen. Um, <laughs> that's okay. We're going to have live links on the show page on speakingofpartnership.com. So just go to the website, type in Liesl's name in the search bar, and you'll see the links directly there. So it's really easy for you to take advantage of those free opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and Liesl, I, I, I just want to thank you because your stories and your, your genuine honesty about what's gone on for you has been absolutely incredible, so incredibly empowering. And thank you for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much. And I really enjoy it.
Thank you for asking questions and a bold question. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.